This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. This is what's great about sports. This is what's great about sports. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. And welcome back to episode three of the Only Sports Fans Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Nossman, and across the room from me, as usual, is my co-host, Jeffrey Fulton. What to do, baby? Oh, you know, I'm just hard for hard in today, <sighs> as, as is everyone in the NBA. <laughs> I have pills for that, but... um, Pills for being hardened, huh? <laughs> for being hardened, yep, yep. See, we got a lot to discuss right now about this, so that's why three... No, I'm not going to say I'm three hardened pills deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't doubt it if you said you were. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so we got a lot to cover today. Um, I have a rant that I would like to get out of the way up top before we uh, jump into the basketball news. But even before that, I would like to remind everybody to please go subscribe, review, and rate on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Man, an amateur. I don't even have that memorized at this point. Okay. Uh, and go follow us on Twitter. Participate in our uh, Twitter polls about dumb players that we argue about. And also our Mascot Madness, which is coming up. And also, as of today, we have an Instagram. Go give us a follow at Only Sports Fans Pod on IG. My man, Stinky Jeff's going to be handling that. The stinkiest content you guys have ever seen. Just yeah. get ready for it. You know it. And, um, yeah, so... Do we just want to jump right into this? Dude, let's get let's get right into this right All now. Right. Well, you are you are granted your rant. Okay, so off the top, there was uh, some news dropped the other day. Doug Peterson was, what was that? Sound like a like a car collision. Shit's crazy out here in Pinecrest. It's all this news, man. <laughs> all this news, all this untold news. Uh, okay, so. I believe on Monday, Doug Peterson, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, was fired by Jeffrey Lurie, our owner, which is after five years of being the head coach of the Eagles and winning the first Super Bowl in uh, franchise history. Um, the franchise is kind of a mess right now. There's, I, I don't really have one place I want to start, but... I don't know. I'm just pissed. I need. Is this a safe place where I can just go off? Because I'm. You just gotta go off, man. All right, man. You gotta speak your well, truth, man. You're a Phillies fan. I, I'm. A, well, I'm not a Phillies fan. I'm a Philly You're sports a Philly fan. Philly fan. I'm a Philly fanatic fan, though. There we go. As you can, I mean, <laughs> that was one of my selections last week for Mask on Monday. But, anyways, first of all, so the cracks have been forming for a very long time at this point, and we have had issues ever since 2017. We won the Super Bowl. Um, that year, obviously, Carson Wentz played great. Nick Foles stepped in. Uh, played throughout the playoffs, but even then, Alshon Jeffrey was our best receiver. I think was thirty at the time, thirty-one. Um, we spent several picks to get guys like Jay Ajayi from the Dolphins, and um, I believe I'm space on who else we traded for. Um, yeah, and we won the Super Bowl that year. You cannot deny what the results then, but then we continued just motherfucking cars everywhere. God damn it! <laughs> it should make me more mad. It's just giving me fucking hype. Anyways, so then we continue to waste draft picks. In 2015, when Howie Roseman took over drafting, he drafted Nelson Aguilar in the first round. Do you know, do you know Nelson Aguilar? Never heard that name. Okay, well, anyways, there's a whole lot of memes out there of him dropping balls so much. Like, there, there was actually this guy in Philly who was catching 
cats or something like that getting thrown out of a burning building. And he called out Nelson Aguilar saying he could catch better than him because he was like saving lives and Aguilar was dropping footballs in the NFL. It was <laughs> so bad. Anyways, so we draft him. We draft Carson Wentz the next year, which we'll get to Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, and then the year after the first round, we draft Derek Barnett, who's a defensive end out of Tennessee. There was way better options. I, he's been fine, I guess. Um, and then the next year, what is it? We draft somebody else shitty. Why am I... Sp- oh, yeah, we draft... Was it Andre Dillard that year, the tackle, who hasn't played, like, any games for us? Um, and then we drafted Jalen Rager this last year, who uh, just caught for 338 yards this year. Meanwhile, Justin Jefferson for the Vikings broke Randy Moss's rookie receiving records and, I think, receptions, touchdowns, and... How many picks yards? was he after him? One. One pick he after him. was the very next pick. He picked Jalen Rager at 21, <clears throat> and the Vikings took Jefferson at 22. Jeez. It's fucking Jeez. pathetic. And so, yeah, obviously drafting is an issue. Overpaying old guys is an issue. Carson Wentz just absolutely shitting the bed is an issue. We give him literally a five-year, $128 million extension last year. Right after a season, we – I mean, he got hurt in the playoffs. I don't know. I'm mixed on Carson Wentz these days too. But, yeah, and then we go into this year. We draft Jalen Hurts, a quarterback, with our second-round pick. And expecting, like, our starter just to be like, oh, yeah, no problem at all. I'm just going to, you know. On the Super Bowl, after Carson Wentz was playing an MVP season and tore his ACL in Week 14. So, anyways, quarterback issues. Doug Peterson didn't want to fucking listen to anything. Uh, He wouldn't change. He wouldn't call plays. But then, as soon as Jalen Hurts gets in, he starts being creative with his play calling again. And then Jalen Hurts is good, so he benches him in a game we can win in Week 17 to keep the Washington football team out of the playoffs. I mean, it's like, and, and his play calling literally feels like watching a fucking teenager on Madden. It's like, <laughs> there's nothing, and I, I know you're not a big football guy, but the element of setting up plays with others. Play yeah. Running the ball to bring the defense in to then throw it over their heads. Exactly, Especially a West yeah. Coast type offense. We use a lot of RPOs. It requires the linebackers taking a snap second to see if it's going to be a run or a pass. And Carson Wentz is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL outside of the pocket. Yeah. And I think there was one week where the Eagles oh yeah it was the few days earlier Doug Peterson has said we're really going to make we've been making an effort this week in practice to get Wentz out of the pocket you know and really uh, really work on him getting mobile Carson Wentz threw 46 passes in that game two of them were outside of the pocket oh my god so I don't know if it's Wentz's problem I don't know if it's Peterson's problem there's a bunch of shit coming out just weird storylines saying that Doug Peterson why we had so many injuries is because Doug Peterson didn't do team stretches before practices um they, they also said that he stuck up for our offensive coordinator that almost got fired the year before he won the Super Bowl. So it's it's just a fucking It's a mess. shit show right now, it's man. It's a shit show. We act like we're one of the top teams in the NFL. We should be after not even being five years removed from a Super Bowl championship yet. Yeah. We have stooped to a point so low that we are literally at no better than the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Yeah. I swear to God, we are no better than a 1-15 in team who probably has a better future than us because they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. They won't have controversy at the quarterback position. And we're going to be that. fucking sitting here sticking yeah. our thumbs in our asses trying to decide if we start Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz. Yeah. And probably we're going to go draft another fucking guy this year in the second round again and then just make it all even worse because Je- that's the problem. That's the number one problem is we kept Howie Roseman, who is our GM, who, like I said, has drafted like shit and has signed contracts and made it 
put us in a situation in which we don't have a team to build on for the future, and now we're stuck yeah. where we now don't have a coach, we have two quarterbacks, we have no receivers, we have an aging offensive line, an aging defense. It's like... Dude, uh, it's just like all the ingredients for just a shit show. It, it, it feels... <laughs> and that's the problem. It feels like it came out of nowhere. It truly does, but... Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. But looking back over the last three years, ever yeah. since that Super Bowl win, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, I think like, oh, what happened? And then you start to like piece the little thing. Like fucking Charlie and it's always sunny in Philadelphia in the mailroom, stringing all the things together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fucking Pepe Silvia, Pepe Silvia. Anyways, it's it's the same shit, man. And now all of a sudden, it all comes together. You take a step back from the board, and you're like, Holy oh my shit. god, we suck. We yeah. have shot ourselves in the foot so many times at this point. I mean, it, it was almost like how the Lakers were for all those years. Yeah. Remember, like the, during that, during that whole entire like 2013, I mean, they like shit. The, 2018, the 2019. Well, here's the thing: they didn't draft like shit, man. But they just didn't fucking put them together. They they well, that's I mean, that's another point about uh, the Eagles is like Nelson Aguilar, that receiver I talked about. Yeah. He went to the Raiders this year and he had the best season of his career. So you know, maybe the Eagles can't develop. I think that could be a very a major issue for him. You know, it's like yeah. Who's to blame in that situation though? You got. <sighs> What Doug, Doug Peterson, you know, or um, I, you know, I don't offensive know. Doug Peterson coordinators chose not to have an offensive coordinator this year. Why? Weird Why did move. He do that? Uh, because he wanted to do. He said it was uh, it was like a hydra, like a like a three headed dragon or something like that, which means it was it was offensive coordinator by committee. Which anytime you share the job of one among yeah. more than one person. It's going to get fucked up. Dude, just go hire someone that's qualified for who has yeah. good history in it. Just fucking have them do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. So, anyways, there's my rant. The Eagles are bad. We have the sixth pick in the draft. Hopefully we get Devontae Smith from Alabama, but odds are we're going to go pick some fucking receiver from the Pac-12 nope. who caught 12 passes <laughs> Another QB. Or another fucking quarterback. We're just going to draft Trey Lance out of North Dakota State again. <laughs> just be like, oh, yeah, you, uh, you like FCS quarterbacks? But here's another one from the same school as Wentz. <laughs> just see what happens with it, huh? Oh boy, okay. Alright. Felt good to well, get that out. You know what you need to get that out, and I can know that Eagles fans all around the country can easily relate to what you're going through right now. Hopefully we have Eagles fans listening all across the country. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, so but I mean, hey, we got other things also going on right now. We got We do. Sh- and actually, yeah, as of as a uh Philly sports fan. You got good uh, news today. This is a good day because yeah. we did not trade the future of our franchise. For James Fatty Harden, <laughs> big boy dude, big, big boy, it's big boy season. <laughs> uh, you know, I, honestly, we shouldn't make fun of this. Well, okay, so I, I see people not say, saying like to not shame or body shame James Harden on social media right now, but I have a take about that. What's I think thing? that if you work hard, I, well, I don't know. He's an athlete. He is athletic, but like he's fat because he drinks and goes to strip clubs and eats wings all the time. Like, it's not like he's, like, fighting to get in shape. He doesn't give a fuck. Dude, Harden just doesn't care right about now. About his situation. And I'm, I'm not even saying, like, I, you know, even if he's bigger, whether he's smaller, Harden's going to go out there and get his buckets. But the problem is he has no freaking investment into his, his, I guess, his the season, his game right now. I mean, you look at what he just said with the Rockets just, what, last night before the trade. He's like, I've done everything I can for this team. It's I've insulting. Done what I can it's for this insulting city. to all the other players in the Rockets, and just players in the NBA. Dude, it is. Don't, and I, I don't know. It's I mean, obviously, it's these guys that have the problems because they are the ones who are able to, but he has all the talents in the world. Dude. Like we were talking about in the group chat, he, he is easily one of the best scorers of all time, Yeah. yet he continues to cause problems and be like, 
Oh, well, uh, let, me, let me pull up this tweet real fast, actually, from uh, Trill Withers that I retweeted. Tyler I am on Twitter. He's hilarious. Please uh, go follow him for the best NBA content. But uh, here it is. I should retweet, retweet it from our uh, Twitter account. James Harden said, This culture is awful. Who's responsible for this? Me? Ah, well, nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so, exactly, yeah, though. Exactly. That's it's the like, point. Oh, wait, who caused these issues? Me? Ah, nah, Dude, look how, just, not, nothing's wrong with me. Look how happy players are. I mean, even Russell Westbrook right now is on the Wizards, and they're not playing that good right now. Dude, but I'm dude, the Wizards. Him getting traded to the Magic today. Hey, honestly, man, I don't know. Wizards, they need rebuild. They need to get rid of Beal. They need to get rid of Westbrook. If Beal goes to the Lakers, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> if Beal goes to the Lakers, that. man, it's I'm calling out of work, and I'm celebrating for the night. But, uh, <laughs> no, but honestly, man, it's, uh... But you, right when you see the people who leave James Harden, man, they're freaking happy. They're yeah. so happy. Honestly, Chris Paul, happy, man. <laughs> and I I called Russell Westbrook toxic last year during that whole thing, which I'm not going to say I don't think he's not toxic in certain situations. Yeah, but can, I'm yeah. not going to... I, I'd like to take back some of that considering uh, James Harden is now doing this because clearly, clearly... He was the he's the common denominator in all these issues. Dude, I can, and I think it really freaking showed last night when he just finally made his comments. He just said, "I don't know. It's a crazy situation. I've done everything I can for the city. How are you gonna do everything you can if you're not even you're at, you're at the club? Motherfucker, freaking... you showed up to training camp like six days late with yeah. no. You were just posting Instagram stories with little baby. Like, yeah, you are the little baby. What man. does he mean? I've done everything I can, dude. You're not doing anything you what, can. What right does now. everything mean to you, James? Yeah. You know, it makes no freaking sense. He's He gave up on his team, and you know what? Now, let's say he goes and he wins with the Nets, dude. He gave up, and he's letting KD or Kyrie pretty much carry him to success. Yeah. You know? And so it's just... Dude, it, I don't know, man. It bothers me. The whole entire situation bothers me. I feel bad for the Rockets for investing so much into him. I mean, it's... Yeah, well, okay. I feel bad for the Rockets, but not anymore. Because now... It's going to be Oklahoma City and Houston in every single Western Conference Finals for like 10 years straight because <laughs> I think for probably like four consecutive drafts, they're going to have every pick in the first round. <laughs> Just kidding. Dude, so, uh, well, let's talk about the actual trade itself. Let's, yeah, uh, honestly, let's break was, it down. I was yeah. about to pivot. Yeah, so um, do you have the details pulled up? I don't, but I can do it real quick if you want me to. Let's just see. I, got, I, got, uh, I bet I can type in trade. It'll be the first thing. You got it? Trade. <laughs> Well, I can kind of remember pretty much what it is. So it's four, it's four unprotected first-round picks from the Nets, and also four, uh, four draft swap rights, to um, as well to the Nets. So that's eight total picks to begin with, and then Karis LeVert gets randomly shipped out to, uh, he is randomly shipped out to, freaking um, what, what's it called? He gets uh, Karis LeVert's to uh, he's on the Pacers now, but he got traded to Houston. Houston flips him. For Victor Oladipo to to the Pacers, and so then Jared Allen randomly to the Cavaliers. <laughs> I don't know where the Cavaliers yeah, coming on this. Yeah, stepped up. Like, wait, who did they give up though? Uh, they gave up Dante Exum. I'm pretty sure. Oh, was yeah. that? Wait, was he on the Cavs? Dude. Okay, yeah, I was wondering where Exum came from in that whole situation. I mean, it's it's weird, bro. There's a lot, a lot of moving parts, and now yeah. if you look at the Nets' history of trading all their draft picks, you know we go back to that 2000. Uh, 2011 blockbuster trader. They traded their whole entire team away for for the thirty-five year old. Okay, so I've got the full trade deals right here per Shams Charania. All right, Nets get James Harden, 
Rockets get Oladipo, Exum, Kurich, three Brooklyn first-rounders, one Milwaukee first-rounder, four Brooklyn first-round swaps. So, basically, they're just picking in Brooklyn spots. Yeah, they just Brooklyn's say, which, which okay. pick do I want to Which better? means probably, I mean, they're probably just betting on the fact that Brooklyn is going to be a lot worse than them in the next few years. Yeah. And they're going to get higher picks because of that, because obviously, if you mortgage the fucking future for, like, one or two years yeah. of the championship, you're going to have some pretty bad picks. Exactly, yeah. I... I wonder if those are protected or not. They're all unprotected. They're all unprotected. Every single Jesus. one is unprotected. Dude, imagine how many star values that is in 2K. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking like the Dude, trade the list window. Dude, is just so long that. right there. Uh, anyways, uh, so Pacers get Karis LeVert in a second rounder. I don't know where that second rounder came from. but And then the Cavs get Jared Allen and Torian Prince. <laughs> Dude, what honestly are the Cavs doing? They got Andre Drummond, Kevin Love. Um, don't they have another center in there as well? Or, uh, Larry Nance. Larry Nance, and now they got Jared Allen. What's going on, They're man? They're trying to run that, uh, that I, I think it's called the 5-5 five, five offense. <laughs> that the Nuggets ran? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 5-5 five, five offense where you run five centers out there and just absolutely dominate anybody under seven feet. Dude, it's so weird. When you really think about this trade, like a lot of it just doesn't really make sense, but I guess they had to because Harden was literally just saying, I'm not going to play no more. Kind of pulled that Anthony Davis type stunt. I hate when players do that. I really do. Yeah. Um, okay, real quick hypothetical for you. Mm-hmm. Who wins? The Warriors, like, small ball death lineup mm-hmm. or the Cavs all-time <laughs> center lineup? <laughs> you know what? Just for the sake of it, we'll throw Zydrunas Ilgowskis on the current day Cavs. Wow. All right. You know what? So <laughs> let's just say they uh, – well, you ever heard that theory where they said what would honestly happen if they just formed a small circle around Steph Curry and oh, we yeah. had Steph Curry just shot? Whenever you mm-hmm. couldn't get to him because you know everyone's formed a small circle around yeah. him. So let's say they're doing that against the five centers. Give me, <laughs> give me that team. Fade the universe on the yeah. line. The Martians pointing the death beam. At give me Iguodala in a circle Iguodala. around him. Dala, <laughs> dude, I watched that motherfucker brick a game tying shot against the Sixers last night in OT, and I just was running Max Kellerman's words through my head. <laughs> give me Iguodala, dude. Idiot, bro. Uh, anyways, yeah, so. I think Pacers, interesting to get rid of Oladipo. Yeah. Um, last time he got traded, it worked out until he got hurt. I mean, he's got traded a lot. If you think people forget that he what started on the Magic, you went to the Thunder, he... went to the Pacers, now in Houston. Yeah, you heard what he said in the summer, right? Or what came out in the summer? What came out in the summer was that Victor Oladipo last year was literally telling guys on the sidelines and before games and warm-ups saying, yo, let me come play with you guys. Come on, please, oh, trade yeah, me. Yeah. Come on, I, please. I did hear that. You know? Which... Like, I don't understand. I mean, it's not like Indiana's been bad to him, have they? No, they're not bad, man. They're pretty good right now. Like, to, to him uh, personally, though? Like, the, the front office hasn't treated him poorly, oh, right? I no, mean, not it's like, at all, no. He's been hurt half the fucking time he's been there. He won, was it most improved player or comeback player of the year? Uh, it's probably yeah. most improved player. I think it was like 2017, 2018 he did that first year. Yeah. Because um, he averaged like 24 a game or something like that. But Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I like the Pacers. I like Sabonis. I like Miles Turner. Yeah. Even if you don't. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, just just a weird. Dude, day. all of it's weird. I do like Karis LeVert going there. I think he's have an opportunity to yeah, pick, pretty much pick up a bigger role. I just like that second round pick. <laughs> Who's that one random guy who got traded in this? He's gonna go down as one of the guys that was putting the biggest. You know, what Torian the... Prince? Nope, nope. There's another Courage. guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Who the frick is that, man? I don't even know, dude. Something European. Kirkich. You know, it's funny. They're going to look back at this trade and go, man, it's one of the biggest trades of all time. I can't believe this changed NBA history. Dude, what if... Kirkich. What if he changed NBA history? (laughs) Yeah, wait, wait. Is it Kyle Kirkich? 
No. The 31-year-old American... Oh, okay. It's cur- Courage. It's like K-U-R-U-C-H. This man's going to be a part of the biggest blockbuster trade and probably one of the, you know, impartial NBA history. So, I mean, if this guy turns out to be the actual X Factor and all this, the eight picks, nothing. How old is he? What's his deal? What's his story? Dude, he's a 6'9", 22-year-old. That's all I know, man. Do you know who else is 6'9"? Who? LeBron James. That's a good point. That's you know who else is 6'9"? Who? Magic Johnson. Was he? Where mm. was he 6'8"? Uh, I think he was 6'9". Yep, okay, so I'm... So I'm just saying, we combine... <laughs> Brand... But no, Brandon Ingram is 6'7". Shit, who else is 6'9"? Um, I think Tristan Thompson? <laughs> Uh, he could marry a Kardashian. <laughs> There's so much potential so in this guy is what we're saying Kardashian. right now. I think we should adopt him as official basketball player of the podcast. <laughs> we all get some jerseys for this? Yeah, we'll get. We'll reach out to him and see if he wants to, wants to hop on the pod or something. Dude, here's what's crazy, man. So when you type in his name, it doesn't even come up as like um, for like a Google suggestion. It isn't even like... You know, like his stats, it isn't even like his game or anything. It's just his girlfriend and arrested. <laughs> nice. You love to see that. Anytime <laughs> arrest is one of the top things, you, you know you're doing something correct in life. <laughs> oh, he, something right. he assaulted his girlfriend. Oh, and my so... God. That's what, okay, never mind. I, I, <laughs> Shit, okay. we're, not, we're not making yeah, him no, know. No, 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 no. no we no. are 100% out on this guy. Thank God. I, I'm very sorry for saying he was a member of the Guys, we completely take this back. Gosh, dang it. Trade yeah. this guy out of the freaking league, man. Yikes. Okay. Fuck that guy. Wow. Think <laughs> about um, All right. Yeah, moving on. Uh, I think winners. You want to go winners, losers of this trade? Yeah, no doubt. All right. Um, uh, I'll, I'll start with a winner, and then we'll go back and forth. Yep, yep. All right, winner, Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to give up Tyrese Maxey. Or Ben Simmons, or yeah. a future. No, literally, man. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say a loser of this trade, man. Is uh, I kind of, I, I want to say the Nets are almost losers in this way. I agree with that. I you know, losers. I think uh, if they they just gave their whole entire future of eight years, if it doesn't work out, or one injury happens, or man, Kyrie isn't even back. Kyrie, who even Kyrie knows what Kyrie's doing? Basketball, right? Exactly. Now. Who even knows what Kyrie's doing right now? So that's what I'm saying. It's like. You know, I think the Nets kind of lost on this one, but I think um, you have KD, you have Kyrie, you have to make this trade because, um, you know, it's it's like win now type yeah. mentality. I mean, I, I guess, man, whatever. Uh, yeah, okay, so I guess I'll go loser now and then you go winner. Okay, yeah. draft style. Yeah, yeah. All right, so loser. Um, yeah, let's go with Jared Allen. Yeah. Um, big yeah. time. I mean, he's good, but... To go to like you like we were talking about a minute ago, talk, going to a team with three other very effective big men is not good for your minutes. No, and I, I'd I'd much rather be on a team with DeAndre Jordan than Andre Drummond, Delarian Nance, and Kevin Love. <laughs> no, literally, man, you're, that's a great freaking point, yeah. dude. Okay, and he was finally just starting to come out, dude. He was finally finally uh, starting to kind of. I mean, he's 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 like a mini Drummond, honestly. He'll get boards, he'll get blocks. Yeah, he'll put balls back. He won't really shoot or anything. He won't shoot high from the line or anything, but. I mean, he he's just one of those solid big men you want as a rotational piece in your team. No, that's but true. But again, it's like you want him unless you already have every other center in the league. Yeah. Um, I think winner of this trade um, is so obvious, man, the Rockets. They are a huge winner in this trade. They got rid of someone who was awful for their culture. There was no future in James, James Harden there. Yeah. There's no future of him staying there. Um, I think, honestly, I think John Wall is pretty good for your culture. That dude has a... Um, I mean, other than, you know, the controversy of him 
doing whatever that some people might be, you know, think that's gang related or anything like that, man. When it comes to basketball, this guy is set. His mind is set. He's you a got teammate. Demarcus Cousins too. I mean, dude, he's uh he he has a hot head, and if he, I mean, has got to manage it because he can't take ejection after ejection. Yeah, you know. All right, so kind of building off that, my winner. I'm gonna do two winners for this one. Yeah, John Wall and Christian Wood. Big because yeah, Christian dude. Wood was very very upset with the whole James Harden situation and the way that Christian Wood. He's a good dude. He's a grinder, bro. Yeah. I heard this. I read this story on Twitter. His girlfriend dumped his ass the night he didn't get drafted. And literally, he took her to the airport, never saw her again, and he just signed like a three-year, $41 million deal. Yeah, man. That's Rockets. a big, big dub right like, there. like, oh yeah, who's who's laughing now, bitch? I guarantee she's in his DMs like, oh, oh I my bet. god, no, I miss you, Christian. It's oh, like, I bet. Christian, I hey, I didn't mean that what I said yeah, on your draft night. Yeah. Anyways, you know? so I think he's going to have a real chance to flourish. And honest, okay. we look. So the Rockets starting five is not bad. You got, what, John Wall, Victor Oladipo. P.J. Tucker. Um, after that, I mean, you got DeMarcus Cousins DeMarcus there Cousin. and Christian Wood. Christian Wood, yeah. Yeah, that's not bad that's at all. Un- that's, that's not, not bad. bad at all, bad. no. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But, uh, dude, the thing is, I don't even know if P.J. Tucker's going to want to be there, dude. His his uh, his friend through all that was James Harden, man. That dude, was his... find different friends. I don't yeah. know. That's my advice. I'm saying maybe get rid of P.J. Tucker, too, man. Just, just get... Make the, the whole new culture, dude. Just you know, a brand you know new the culture. Sixers only would have won the trade if PJ Tucker was involved. Really? Mm-hmm. We wanted him so badly. I don't know why we were so aged for him. That's but. very weird, man. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, is there any other NBA stuff we need to cover? Oh yeah, I wanted to quickly talk. Uh, Embiid. Embiid, man. Yeah, My he did. God. And I know it was you watched that game, right? I watched the entire game. Dude, walk us through it. What was it like? Man? Okay, so I actually had a bet down too. Uh, it was just ten bucks to win 21 on Embiid over 40 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. I also could have had a bet on like plus 2,500 odds for Embiid to go 40, 15, and 4. Would you got that? He went 46, 16, and 4. Oh, so man. I could have, what, that's like 10 bucks to win 250 right there? Yeah. So I could have uh, cashed the fuck out last night. Damn. But I didn't. I still won that bet, which is cool. But um, yeah, I mean, he was, even against the Heat third string and him being like, Okay, well also I don't want to I don't want to say he was the only offensive threat because Dude. Isaiah Joe, 13 points. I know you don't know who that is, but he Danny made four Green. threes. Danny Green hit nine threes for the franchise record. Yeah. Um who else even played on that? I'm trying I'm trying to think like who else is even like active. Dwight Howard, I think he had like eight points or something like that. He Tyrese put up like eight ten. Tyrese he he had sixteen, I think. Dude, yeah, so, you yeah, know, yeah, there's we had some guys there. scoring, but and beat, I mean it's like Every time he touched the ball, it was just like it was he was playing with children. Yeah. Like watching Kelly Olynyk, and they didn't even have Kelly Olynyk on him to start the game. They had Prent, uh, Prince Achuira. Oh. Achuira. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. He was went to Kansas or Kentucky, and he was like, "Where's number five? Yeah. Anyways, the dude is literally like 50 pounds lighter than Joel Embiid. Yeah. He's tall. I think he's like 6'10", but he's like 225. Yeah. Embiid's like 270. <laughs> yeah. So it was, I mean, it was just sheer impressive to watch. Like, I haven't watched Dominance by just a center just taking over the game like that. I mean, it was, over time, he was, he didn't make any threes, but he was hitting, like, jump hooks, fadeaways, driving in, getting and ones. I mean, he was, he had five steals. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah, he did, uh, yeah. Four rebounds, he had a bunch of blocks. I mean, it was just 
Dude, I remember. Absolutely insane. I'm just working. I know where I see a text message. Yo, hey, Joel Embiid has 80 fantasy points. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. For real, <laughs> that motherfucker went off. So, yeah, I mean, we beat the Heat. We actually play the Heat again uh, tomorrow, I think, because the schedule is whack. Is it still going to be the third um, strings? What's that? Is it still the, the Heat's third stringers? I think it's all of our still third stringers. I don't know if anybody's coming back yet. I think Seth is close to coming back. Yeah. Because he was... It was seven days starting on last Thursday or Friday. Dude, player prop bets. Let's go. Dude, just bet it all on Embiid. That's my, that's my advice. Um, and then, oh yeah, I actually wanted to talk about this is not on the run sheet, but the NBA announced uh, new COVID protocols, and I just, I just wanted to get your thoughts on those because they include you can't shake hands with the opponents before the game or after the game. Um, one person gets to sit, like, 12 feet from everybody else when they want. And Bede was doing it last night. He was sitting behind the basket by himself when everybody else was on the bench because apparently it's, like, a health and safety. I, I don't know. Um, you can't leave your house when you get to your house after practicing games. But, again, I have no idea how they're going to enforce that. I don't know, man. It almost feels like they're not going to go back to another bubble. I think that's clear just because that was very taxing on yeah. everybody. But... Dude, just take a two-week break. Just Dude. postpone. That's all I'm saying. You know what? I think that's very possible for the NBA to do. Yeah. Instead of just pushing and then cramming. I mean, the schedule's already crazy. The Sixers were playing 10 games in 14 days Yeah. when we had our outbreak. So it's like, yeah, that's not good No. Yeah. at man. all. It's not going to produce good basketball. It's not going to produce good ratings. We're struggling to put eight men on the fucking court. Literally, and yeah. And it's like, I don't know. So. Dude, honestly, my take on it, man, is just... Listen to the NBA. I saw George Hill say something like, I'm not going to listen to this. Um, if it's that serious, maybe we shouldn't be playing basketball right now. Dude, the NBA is paying you guys so much money, man. And, like, when you put it into terms of other people who have no choice but to go to work and things like that, man, it's just like, yeah. dude, if that's your contract and they're just saying, hey, that's what you have to do, man, and you're getting paid that much money, um, you know, do it or sit the season out. Make that your choice. Don't yeah, so I was actually going to ask about that. So do are able are players able to opt out this year? Because I know they were for the bubble, but I didn't see anything about them opting out of this season. Well, I think pretty much how it works is if you don't play your contract, you don't honor it, you don't get paid that money. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, but man, that that's how sense. life works. Yeah, you know, like I'm not saying it's right. You know, obviously this COVID has made so much controversy, and you know there should be things put in play for us to be able to have money. If you can't, well, I don't want to work through a pandemic. I think, but um, well, again, uh. This this falls on um, to go outside of sports. So this falls on the government for not handling things and exactly man pandemic when it was when we could have like yeah. literally shutting everything down and providing for I mean yeah so obviously this is a much bigger issue this, yeah it really because, goes deeper but that's just COVID man but yeah and, and I agree and you know you are essentially an independent contractor for this organization that yeah. you choose to play for and which you are like you said you are making millions of dollars for and you are playing a game so yeah I mean I think you you do go to abide by the rules because you are opting in yeah but at the same time I the bet. nba it's just like these it's it's the rules that make them seem like a joke it's the rules that make it easy to make fun of you know what i'm saying like yeah oh you can't shake hands before or after the game but you can play 48 minutes on the court bumping bodies and breathing and yelling and so it's like yeah it's, it's that, silly that it's gives silly, fodder yeah. for the idiots who say that for the george hills 
or not even George Hills, but people who are like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Like, fuck protocols, COVID, you know. Yeah. This, that's the stuff that they make fun of. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, you can shake hands, but you're going to play. And it's true. It's like, what the fuck are you? That doesn't make any sense. Dude, I saw that there but, was some wrestling rule. I think it was in Ohio. No, it's in Oregon. It's in Oregon, too? Yep. That you can, uh, that you can wrestle somebody, then at the end, you just can't shake their hand. Same shit, man. It's, like, <laughs> it's not even following science. It's just like, hmm. <laughs> I think shaking hands gives people COVID. Dude, uh, yeah, man. This Not contact, but shaking hands. We're going to look back at this in like 10 years, man, and be like, man, what the fuck even was going on in the world uh, back then? Just some interesting reading for anybody out there. Or you go back and read about the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's pretty shocking how little has changed in 100 years of like, people not wearing masks and the same controversy about different shit opening and the same just kind of response by governments and how it just and it was like the same type of sickness too same type of death toll I yeah think. well actually i think the death toll was way worse back then because they were in the 1920s <laughs> yeah. but you know uh similar type of illness is what i'm saying no so, yeah. yeah it's interesting to read like oh yeah they also didn't know how to handle it and they were stupid shit just hasn't changed <laughs> exactly man so i mean i think for the nba man heck at least we're always going to have a lot to talk about on this podcast in the next couple of weeks and months, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the good news at all, but yeah. yeah so that's, sure. that's I guess that's enough on, on NBA, I think. Yeah, so uh, do a brief little run through NFL playoffs and then get to our mascot madness at the end. Then we should be able to call it a day. All right, so this last weekend was the first round of the NFL playoffs. Um yeah, I guess I'll just start with uh, the games on Sunday. There's three games on Sunday, or Saturday, three games on Sunday. Excuse me, start on Saturday. Um, yeah, the first game of the slate was the Buffalo Bills playing the Indianapolis Colts in Buffalo. They let fans in for the first time this year. This is the first time the Bills have actually like been in the playoffs and been good since the 90s. Yeah. So it's huge, huge it is, for Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, they played a tight one, ended up beating the uh, Colts 27-24. As per tradition, Philip Rivers had a chance to win the game down 27-24 with uh, less than two minutes left in the game. He tried his best and threw a Hail Mary that landed about 10 yards short of the end zone. You can't <laughs> throw it anymore. It's kind of sad. That man's, yeah. man's poor on They were oiling it up before that They're, play. Yeah. Well, it's funny because all year they've had Jacoby Brissett, the backup, come in for Hail Marys and quarterback sneaks. <laughs> it's the only two plays Philip Rivers will not do. So to throw it deep or just power forward for There's a yard. There's a defense you go, all right, it's one of these. Exactly. It's that simple. So, um, yeah, Bills win. Moving on, I think they, they are playing the uh, – they're playing the Ravens this week. That's going to be a good game. Um, that is going to be a good one, actually. So Lamar played great, didn't he? Lamar, he did play yeah, great. Yeah, he we'll played great, yeah. Um, Seahawks choked in the first round again against uh, John McPoyle and the Rams. Okay, sorry, it's, uh, John Walford. But <laughs> as I tweeted from the account a lot on Sunday, and you can go look it up yourself, John Walford, the backup quarterback for the Rams, literally looks like a McPoyle from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like to a fucking T. Has anyone ever actually have checked I, to see maybe he is? Dude, he might be. I've, I've showed you, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Dude, it's, it's, it's really hilarious. accurate. So, um, I know that man doesn't smell good, dude. He, no, there's no way you could have a face like that. Smell <laughs> good. No offense to John Walford, your champ. Well, anyways, he actually got knocked out in the first quarter because Jamal Adams just... You ever see those hits in the NFL where like the guy goes to like lower his head and the safety just hits him directly on the top and his yep. neck just crunches? Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those. So he Ugh. got taken to a hospital. He can walk and, find, and everything. I don't know if he'll be able to remember his kids' names in, like, 20 years, but 
he's good for now. Um, hey, you know what? Sometimes you gotta sacrifice that. I can't sacrifice for a one yard gain on third and three. <laughs> um, Russell Wilson choked again. He lost. I think this is three straight first round exits for the Seahawks now in the playoffs. He's so, trying to Russell Westbrook, man. Boy likes to just put together half of an MVP season and just stink it up for the last eight weeks in the playoffs. Do you so think that's him, or do you think other teams just kind of figure out the Seahawks' offensive scheme? No, it's Pete Carroll, like, switching it up. Because, like, they were the they threw the ball more than anybody else in the first eight weeks of the season, and then the last eight weeks they ran it more than almost anybody. Russell yeah, Wilson man. had, like, 30 touchdown passes in weeks one through eight, and then 12 in weeks eight, uh, nine through 16. So it, it's weird, man. Seahawks have some issues. They actually just uh, parted away as their offensive coordinator after the game. So there's some... It must be weird after the game and you're like one of those coaches and you're like, well, shit, man. That's one of our jobs. <laughs> like yeah, looking I, around the locker room. Like, well, dude, dude, so just a little thing on the Seahawks. Uh, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll have this really weird just mentality about... Well, it's not really weird. They're just so positive. Like positive to the point of it being weird. Yeah. And Pete Carroll after the game said, I have no room in my mind for what just happened which means he's not even going to acknowledge that that game exists that's what they do that malcolm butler interception from yeah. the super bowl they literally if you ask russell wilson about that in an interview i don't know what you're talking about like they, they just have this crazy positive thing where anything negative they just act like it doesn't exist so it's like it's interesting because that works sometimes, but at the same time, is that then holding you back from making progress? Well, yeah, I mean, you got to reflect on the negatives, man. Like, yeah. you got to at some point. Treating it know? like it doesn't exist is not the way to, you know, get over that in the future. Exactly, so, man. But yeah, so yeah. Seahawks are weird. Um, we'll see what happens, but Russell Wilson's getting old, man. His window's starting to close. That's yeah. all I'm saying. He's 32, 33 now, and he's got some years left, but you never know. Um, the Buccaneers defeated the. Washington football team. I think it was uh, 31-23, something like that, 31-26. I really should have the score up, but it's fine. Um, Taylor Heineke, the third-string quarterback for the um, football team. Did you see that? He play? balled out, man. Yeah, he did. He balled out. That dive yards. was so sick. Yeah, two passing, <laughs> one rushing, and a uh, interception. Yeah, yeah. Bro, he went full fucking send. He, yeah, man. He stretched like 10 yards on that play. So he did. The guy's like 6'2", but he stretched. He was like Mr. Elastic. Just <laughs> putting, the, putting the ball in the end zone. But anyways, uh, I mean, you can't blame him. It's Tom Brady and the Bucks. You're not Exactly, man. I mean, but that man, I'll tell you what, he just earned like a backup job for life. Yeah, He's yeah. going to make like $20 million in the NFL just sitting on the bench now because he had one good playoff game. But Tom Brady's going back to the old retirement home after that, man. Talking about back. going to the retirement stadium to meet up with Drew Brees this weekend, man. I, think, I guess so, man. I feel like this is I, I don't have this pulled up or anything. This has got to be the oldest quarterback matchup in history, right? Really might be in the I playoffs. Mean, maybe maybe like a freaking I don't know. I guess yeah, probably. In playoffs, I, mean, I think it's gotta be. Brady's how old now? 40? 43. Forty three. Forty three. Brees is forty two. How old was Favre when he retired? Uh he's pretty old. Forty one, because no, Brady's older than Favre. Brady. Whoa, yeah. Man. By like, dude, I remember at the end of Favre's career, I was looking at this guy like, dude, this grizzled old motherfucker. He's, dude, he was doing wiener pics to girls. He was doing, yeah, he was doing Wrangler commercials, man. <laughs> yeah. He's out on the field like doing like hard dude, he's labor. He's still doing those, man. Well, no, he's playing like touch football with his boys, and it's like, oh yeah, this is Brett Favre. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, I mean, it's. Yeah, it's a, a combined matchup, man. Combined age of eighty-five years old, the two <laughs> starting quarterbacks. I mean, even in Peyton Manning's last year, like he played Cam Newton in the Super Bowl, and 
Cam Newton was only like 27 at the time. So I was like, yeah. I was old, but that's only like combined age of like 68. Dude, we're in the 80s, we're bro. In the 80s. We're in the that's 80s, out man. of control. That's got to be a record. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so for the Sunday games, Lamar Jackson runs all over the Titans. They beat them 21-13. No, 21-16. Yeah. Um. As it says in the run sheet, uh, Mike Vrabel doesn't have to cut his dick off. I was confused about he, that. Uh, <laughs> so that's the head coach of the Titans, and he said if the Titans won the Super Bowl, he would cut his penis off. Wow. So good and bad news, buddy. <laughs> you don't have, you're not playing anymore this year. But I know also, that made at least you your peace. Yeah, what a weird thing to say, like in an interview. Just commit to that in front of everybody. Like maybe do that in private. Tell your team that in the locker room. Be like, hey guys, don't let this get out because people are gonna make fun of me. But if we win, just for you guys, I'll cut my dick off. Not don't don't say that in front of the media. But like, I just wonder, like, what you've done it. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. He's kind of a hard dude. He's kind of hard. He, so he played in the NFL for years. He was a linebacker. Won yeah. two rules with the Patriots. Yeah, bro. He. If you made a power ranking of coaches who are most likely to cut their dicks off at a Super Bowl win, Mike Vrabel is top five, probably <laughs> top three without a doubt. So, anyways, uh, unfortunately, we don't get to see that. Yeah. Um, in in the Nickelodeon game of the week, the Bears get slimed by the Saints, twenty-one nine. Did you watch that one? I no, actually, I was at my dog training class uh, for James, unfortunately. But I did watch the highlights and I watched the end. Um, yeah. Mitch Trubisky won MVP, which is Nickelodeon valuable player. Oh my god! Um, yeah, so Mitch Trubisky's kind of a meme. I don't know if you know much about him. He got drafted in front of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Oh, man. In the 2018 draft, the number two overall pick by the Bears. He's not been very good. Oh, and, that's right. He is a meme. Yep. 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 And uh, Twitter, mostly Barstool fans, decided to go online and vote because it's a kid's thing. They're like, oh, the kids are going to vote. No way. Adults will ruin this election. And then people went and Mitch Trubisky, despite only throwing for like 200 yards and one touchdown, won <laughs> yeah, with Nick. over 50% of the vote for MVP. <laughs> and he was supposed to get slimed after the game for winning it. But since he was on the losing team, they were in the locker room too soon and they didn't want to give him an interview so he didn't have to get slimed. Can you imagine that, man? Like you, so you, bad, You're freaking dude. sad. Your team just lost. I know where some people run in. They're He's slimed. Not even gonna, this was his last game on the Bears, dude. He's not coming back dude. for him to win MVP. Oh, my God. It's terrible. It's tragic. I fucking love trollers, um, man. People loved the Nickelodeon stream, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Huge. No, like, seriously. People loved it. Did they? Yeah. Oh, no. um, there was one guy. Oh, Re- Rex Bumpkin. Rex Plumpkin, something like that. It was the sideline reporter. Rex <laughs> Plumpkin. Rex hey. Plumpkin, yeah. No, it sounded like that, but he was... We'll uh, leave it at that, man. Yeah, Rex Plumpkin. <laughs> and for the last game, the best game of the weekend, yes, the sir. Cleveland Browns stormed into Pittsburgh like it was the capital, ravaging Big Ben and making a mockery of the Steelers' constitution on defense. The, <laughs> the Cleveland Browns, for the first time in... Since they won a playoff game for the first time since 1968 on the road. Are you serious? Yep. And this oh is the first gosh, time they've won man. a playoff game since the 90s, I believe. Um, the Juju Smith was a fool once again and said that the Browns are just the Browns. He said the Browns are the Browns. A bunch of gray, nameless faces. Don't matter. They lose. After they lose, Chase Claypool, the other receiver, goes on a live stream or on Instagram Live. And he said, man, it doesn't matter. The chief, the it, like the Browns are just gonna get clapped by the Chiefs next week anyways, and I'm like, you guys are the fucking sorest it, losers I've ever heard so in my life. Freaking sore, bro. Yeah, man. You can't say, oh, it doesn't matter. You're just gonna lose. Like that's literally what 
what fucking cucks say. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter what you you just suck too. You're like you're not better than that. well, yeah, you, you fo- still fucking, fucking lost. You know? yeah. They're in your division and the more the Steelers talk shit, the Browns are only getting better, they're, man. It's not just they're in their division, man. They they share a state. Right? Don't they? Cleveland, no. Ohio, Pittsburgh, oh Pennsylvania, man. Okay, it doesn't well, matter. They border We're... though, they border. Yeah, well, Anyways, that's what I'm talking about. I put them in the same exact area. They're the same type of state, man. And I'm just saying, dude, you just, I'm sitting there thinking about this, and they're like, bro, those guys are rivals. They're going to be playing each other in their division. What's the difference between, like, talking shit like a rivalry and then talking shit like, oh, you guys just suck even though you beat us? Like, that's just, like I said, like, that's the type of kid, the type of person who says that is the type of person who, like, turns off the console when you're beating them in Madden 28 14 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It's like, it's just sore loser shit. That's all yeah. it is. So, anyways, I, I lose respect for the Steelers every day. We'll yeah. see if Big Ben comes back. But, yeah, Browns played incredible. Baker Mayfield went off. Yeah, man. Um, I love the Browns, dude. I think uh, I love what they're doing, bro. They, they got a culture forming right now, man. It's going to be huge. tough. I mean, this week against the Chiefs, they're 10-point ten, ten dogs in Kansas City against Mahomes. I don't expect them to win. No, nah, man. Well, the Chiefs are like, you know, they're just they're just freaking super team right now, man. I mean, they're so much better than anybody else in the NFL right now. Yeah. It's like not even really. Mahomes is insane, too. Yeah, he is. All right, so that just about wraps him up. Uh, we will be, I'll be tweeting out my gambling picks for this weekend uh, for the NFL games. You going to be betting on any football this weekend? I don't know, man. We're going to see. We're going to see. The Browns might get a little bet for me, man. Might just get a little plus 10? Sprinkle, sprinkle might the. Might just get a little something on there, man. Sprinkle we're, the dogs. We'll Maybe $1, you get a $10 return. We'll see. We'll Dude, see. It's, it's dogs on dogs. It the is. The Browns, bro. their mascot is that's a dog. That's a dog, man. Then they're also underdogs. I mean, that's you it's have to dogs, bet on the Browns. Bro. That's this what week. I'm talking about, man. You have to bet on the Browns. Okay, so just to wrap up for our last little segment, we're going to go with Jeff's sele- this selections for this week of mascot madness. All right, This guys. is week two of four, so we are going to finish out with 32 total mascots and then fill out the bracket and do a Twitter style. Votum tournament for the most outrageous and craziest mascot between pro and college sports. All right, so here's what I got for you. Okay, to start off, all right, we all got to just give some respect to this man. You know, I had to go and choose my favorite college man. I had to go with the LSU Tiger. The all LSU right? Tiger. It's a, it's a fucking tiger. Okay, man. Yeah, you know. At the end of the day, you let that tiger out the cage and let that tiger do what that tiger wants to do, man. What mascot is going to be doing that same carnage? Okay. Uh, I don't know, man. The Stanford tree be doing some carnage in a different <laughs> way. But yeah, LSU Tiger, I respect it. All right, okay. So now I'm sitting there doing some research, and I'm like, okay, let's look at like some of the weirdest mascots, right? So I find out that there's a professional soccer team, okay? It's a football club, all right? And they're called the Wigan Athletic, all right? And their mascot, I should you not, is just a piece of pie. It's just a piece of pie. Wait. It's a full baked pie. Can, okay, where's this team located? Like what country? It's here. It's in the United States? I'm pretty sure, man. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let me look it up real quick. Wigan Athletic. Okay. Okay. All right, never mind. It's your. Europe. It's your. Europe. Okay, it's Europe. I was going to say, that sounds like some Irish ash, like some <laughs> English ass Dude, Cornwall yeah, shit right, right there. You. I just want to show you this, man. All right, yeah, pull it up. Want... I got to see this. Okay, man. Look at that. Dog, no way. Dude, <laughs> look at That's this That's a mascot, fucking pie. Man. Okay. It's a fucking piece that of guy pie, is a, man. It's not even a piece of pie. It's a whole ass circular That's pie. That's what I'm talking you about. You don't even know what the filling is. Dude, What's face, the filling? His face. Look at look at these kids who are posing next to him are fucking terrified, man. I don't want to be next to him. I know that. I know these kids don't. It will even load. It, but if, you, if you look right here, those kids are not fucking comfortable. Dude, they're, they're like, oh my God, he's so big, man. Okay. That's <laughs> a really good choice. Bro. And... I'm impressed that I've never heard of that mascot before. Good well, on you. You don't want to, man. All right. He's not allowed in like six states here in the United States. He's not allowed near schools. 
Okay, so then I'm doing some research, and I'm like, okay, these mascots, it's a profession. Now, who's out here making the bank, dude? Who's out here making the real dollars, bro? Turns out the Denver Nuggets Rocky, man. Okay. $650,000, bro. Wait, are you talking like the cat? Yeah. Is his name Rocky? Yeah. His name's Rocky, dude. For the Rocky Mountains right there, bro. Yeah. Man makes $650,000 just dude. being Rocky, man. Okay. That's that's fucking ridiculous, actually. So, so I guess, now is he like in, the Tony Stark of mascots? Yes, man. He's the Tony Stark of mascots. <laughs> that guy has bands. He pulls up, dude. Stacks on stacks, nice on, stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks. That guy leaves. He does his job, and he leaves, okay? Now, I'm looking up the universe. Uh, I'm looking up some weird universities, right? So I need some college mascots, right? And so I don't know if you've ever looked at the University of North Carolina School of Arts. Um, oh, School of Arts. I was about to say, oh, yeah, the Tar Heels, but nope. you, you just swerved on me. Yep, yep, you, I did, yep. As soon as you add School of the Arts to any university title, you know the shit's about to get wacky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the shit's about right. to get foolish, man. No, I just really, really want to put an emphasis. All right. Um, okay, man. He's the fighting pickle. <laughs> no right. way. Let's dude, fucking he looks go. Like, he looks like a... Like a like dude, a, he's got dude, the... He looks like a French pickle, bro. Dude, he's got the uh, Count of Monte Cristo... <laughs> Little mustache and soul patch. My goodness, dude, this guy's my hero. About. Okay, this guy right here, I would never trust this guy, dude. There's something about him, I would never trust this guy. See, it's weird because he he looks French, but pickles are Jewish. Well, so I wonder where the what's going on there. No one knows. That's the problem, man. No <laughs> one understands this guy. For some reason, he shows up to like weddings as well, and he'll just be in there, and also like. Like a like a business meeting going on, and he's just in there, man. So I he's just know. like just like a mascot for hire, just some mercenary. I think he just shows up, man. I don't think anyone invites this guy. <laughs> oh man. And then my last one I had to bring up, man. Um. Oh no 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 no. So so I got, a couple, I got another one. So I was just doing some research as well, and I'm looking into baseball, and I never realized that the Washington uh, Athletics, man. Wait, the Washington Athletics. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Oakland Athletics or the Washington Nationals? Um, no, no, no. Let me see what this is real quick. Let me see what this is real quick. Let me see what this is. I'm pretty sure, man, it is... Let me see this is real quick. Well, I think it might be their soccer team, actually, man. Washington. Let's see what this is, man. Just be sure, because, guys, this is the weirdest thing I ever saw in my whole entire life, and I really, really just want to put an emphasis on this. Um, president mascot. Let me just president see. mascots. Yeah, that's that's the Nationals. Oh, my God. They have all the presidents, and they race. Okay. Yes. Yes, They man. run I don't know why I, laps I around the field. Dude, have you ever just looked at their faces, man? Uh-huh. They look incredibly they're, accurate. Dude, some of them are just terrifying looking at. But well, I'm just saying. Well, we got uh, we got Teddy Roosevelt. We have George Washington. Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln and. What, you get George Washington? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Um, is that Thomas Jefferson? I think it's it might be Thomas Jefferson. I think it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Thomas Jefferson. And they go around, they race around the whole entire field. <laughs> and um, now I'm just wondering. So when we're, when we're just putting all these guys into... Uh, into consideration um when it comes down to mascots let's say there's a mascot brawl dude these guys come as a package 
I think you got to say they come as a package. I mean, they're, they're the Nationals. It's it's not national. It's Nationals. And if there's four mascots, and I feel like the race kind of determines who gets to flex for the rest of the game, you know? Exactly, man. Like, then exactly. He gets, everybody else got to go fuck themselves, and, and then Teddy <laughs> Roosevelt gets to, gets to be rowdy in the stands. Dude, and see, now I'm just putting that in a package. You put the LSU Tiger versus these guys, I don't know, man. There's something about these guys. Presidents um, are being the shit out of There's four of them. That's it all wouldn't, It wouldn't be the first time the – uh, presidents beats or that Abe Lincoln beat something from the south. Uh, you got a great point on this one right here. <laughs> but yeah, man. And then after that, just I uh, gotta keep it close to home, man. It's a mascot I love that I know you do not like. Motherfucking Oregon Ducks mascot, bro. That's just the Disney a, Duck, bro. The Disney Duck. I don't care, man. He rides in on a motorcycle. That man's always out there doing corporate some type of shit, ass man. motherfucker. He's, he's getting the he's home. getting the 16 seed. That's the all I'm saying. He's fucking hype. That's all I'm saying. He's fucking hype. That guy's energy is always fucking there, dude. That's all I'm saying. And I'm just saying it. If you think about it, if I'm inviting one of these mascots to a party, I'd be way more happier that that duck shows up than those fucking presidents. Dude, no, you are partying with the presidents ten times out of ten. <laughs> I'm not Come taking on, those man. presidents, man. I want that duck <sighs> in my fucking house. All right, so. Uh, and then just to cover for your ass a little bit, since you only had six today, which mm-hmm. is okay. You better have eight the next time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm submitting two mascots, one pro, one college. The first professional is from the NC Dinos of the Korean Baseball Organization. His name is Swole Daddy. Wait, what? Look at him. Yo! He is thick. <laughs> and not is... thick like a... He's got thick arms, bro. He looks like an arm wrestling champ from Russia. Damn, he's big. He is so man. big. He looks like the Loch Ness Monster on steroids. The Dino... Wait, does this say what I think it says? I think I just found a shirt sponsored by them that says the Dino Dongs. Yep. Dino Dongs? Oh, the Dino Dongs. I love yep, that. Yep. They the also dinos. are the most recent champions of the Korean baseball organization, so oh, man, shouts to them. Mascot is, yeah, man, look man. at... I mean, they just hit bombs. Yeah, man. Look at that training... Course. I mean, if he's on that training regimen, the players better be Sue. <laughs> um, and then for my last college mascot I'd like to submit is the Xavier University Blue Blob. <laughs> I'm, I'm really just in on, uh, anth- like, just weird-shaped mascots who are different yeah. colors. But, uh, yeah, so that's why I chose him. He's and just, I'm look him up real quick. Jesus. Yeah, just another blue. We might have to have him and uh, and the Western Kentucky Red Blob go against each other in the Dude, first they round. Have to go. They have yeah, to. They have to. That's for sure. Well, shit. All right. Well, that just about wraps it up. We actually oh, got to go uh, to work here in about twenty two minutes to our same job. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, thanks for joining us today. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Peep our gambling picks. Interact with us. Give us a follow, and uh, we will see you next time. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. This was great about sports. This was great about sports. You play to win the game.